live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday, Michelle. Yes. Happy Friday, Doreen. This is Doreen Hughes. And I am Michelle Hatmaker. We are the black and white of real estate. And we are, I am, with Reliving the Hatmaker Group. Yes, I'm a certified realtor. And I am your real estate broker. Should I say certified or licensed? Licensed. I'm a licensed broker. Yes, there is a difference. Of course. There is no certified (laughs) real estate. I just thought of that. Hey, it's the end of a long week. (laughs) Oh, my OMG. You can say that. It's been a great week, but it's been a long week. Whoa. Yes, it has been a long, long week. Even with the Monday holiday, um, I think it has rained every day in our area. At least I think it has too. I've been staying in Galveston, so I get that morning little brief thunderstorm anyway. It's been beautiful. Well, we just want to give our listeners a shout out this morning. Uh, We're excited to be here. It is the end of the week. It's like, you know, what are we going to do this weekend? Yes, and people are out and about and still social distancing. And Who are we going to rules. sell a house to this weekend? Absolutely. That's my goal. Me too. Help somebody make their dream come true. That's what it's I all about. I love that, Michelle. Mm-hmm. I love the idea. I mean, because it's so exciting when you are focused on the American dream and what it's like to have an, a potential homeowner excited to bring their families into this place they're going to call home. That's right. They make memories there. I was with you the other day when you were about to show a young couple that had two small children. And it's really, really exciting to watch these kids as they go through a home and they pick out their room and they, or they see the pool. In this case, there was a pool in the backyard. And so, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Those two little girls, I'm, you know, we've been working for so long. I've been working so long with this family that the baby was just like a newborn. Mm-hmm. And now the baby is like a baby. I think the baby's three or four months old. Well, she's like holding her neck up and all of that. So it's like... There was a month difference yes. between um, her and then my granddaughter, my new little granddaughter. But the little, the, the, old, the older girl, mm-hmm. I remember the first time I met her, Michelle, she, I came from the beach and I had kind of like my beach hat, my son hat on. And she looked at me, she says... You went to the beach. And I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. Every time I see that little girl now, she says, are you coming from the beach? <laughs> <laughs> see, it's amazing the things they remember. So you have to watch out for that. That's a two-edged sword. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing. She thinks I'm coming That's from right. the beach. I love that. And the next time she sees you, because are y'all, are you under contract now? Uh, not yet. Oh. Not yet. That's the perfect house for them. I hope that works out. So she can come to you and say, come see my room. Yes, yes. yes. But oh my gosh, she's precious. She's three. Oh, she was cute. I saw. She was really cute. So what are we going to talk about this morning? I want to give a shout out to our host city, the city of Kima. Yes. And so I spent some time last night looking up on Kima. Mm -hmm. You know, Kima is... um, 
less than four square miles. It's a tiny place that packs a big wallop in the local economy. We love Kima. Oh my gosh. So the mayor is someone I also know, Terry Gale. Yes. I met Terry. We were involved with another local um, person um, who does the whole singing thing and all that. I'll talk about her later. But, you know, my friend, um, I met, I met Terry Gale Mm -hmm. a couple years ago. And um, so a little, some, some fun facts about Kima. Absolutely. The city of Kima is the gateway to the bay and it is nestled in Galveston Bay. It is. It actually, you, you pass through a a very small channel to get from Clear Lake Mm -hmm. out to the bay where the fishing is great and the boats hang out watching the fireworks when we have fireworks. And it's really kind of neat. It's, it's, it's like a gauntlet of boats when they come and go through there, all the restaurants are lined along the, the, the shore and it's it's really a neat place but you also have some history here you mentioned that last week well I grew up on the other side of the bridge in Seabrook um, and used to come down here with my parents to get seafood and like I said last time I can remember walking into one of the fish houses and it was high tide and and we just walked through the water to go get our food and then my my mother for a brief time worked at um, Jimmy Walker's. I remember that. And which is now Landry's. Yes. And, uh, so we'd come down here and go to, to eat there. And that's out on the the point at that time. It was the point before all of the amusement area was built. I love this little community. So another fun fact, Kima was founded in 1898 by John Henry Kippen. Well, that's interesting. It was almost destroyed in the 1900 storm. Well, and a lot of this area was hit extremely hard. It, w- Of course, they rebuilt, as we know today. Um, and Kima, the word Kima, is named, it's an Indian word meaning wind in your face. Because on the bay, where Kima is, there's always a breeze. There is always a breeze. So how cool is that? It's this is an amazing little town. Yeah. And and then when you look at how it's grown and morphed and changed, mm-hmm. the lifestyle here is absolutely incredible. It's a cross between entertainment and then you have some amazing bayfront homes. Yes. You have some little cottages. And to be able to purchase and buy a home in Kima, you know, inventory is generally very low. And when you see one come on the market, you better snatch it up if you want to be in the heart I love of Kima. The little, co- the mm-hmm. little cottages. It reminds me of Key West. Yes. It's in a way like Key West. You know, when you drive down A1A. No, I don't. I haven't been there yet. That's on my to-do list, (laughs) though. (laughs) But it's so quaint, but yet fun and hip. It seems like there's a restaurant in every block of the little town called Kima. It's just really cool place. And nice little local stores with little shops. I don't want to call them stores. They're shops, quaint little shops. Boutiques. They are... their own by individual owners, most of the small, small business owners. Mm-hmm, small business owners. Kima is in CCISD School District. Yes. There's a little tidbit for potential homeowners. That's right. And um, it's the third largest recreational, has the third largest recreational fleet of boats in the U.S. Yes. When you drive into Kima from either side, the 
the Seabrook side coming over the bridge, which is a beautiful view. Mm-hmm. You definitely and they're getting know, a new bridge too. Oh, I know. I don't quite understand why that one's not that old, but um, yeah, the the boating community here is absolutely it's huge. And I heard we are the boating capital of Texas, but you know we always kind of brag about things like that. That's Whether because we're Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but it is. It's really a a boating mecca. Yeah. All yeah. sizes, too. Yeah. Everything from the little tiny boats to the beautiful, amazing yachts. So from a real estate standpoint, and in keeping with our theme of we're focused on the community, the community of Kima offers great school districts, CCISD, mm-hmm. Boating, if you like, if you're a fisherman or a boating enthusiast that you just like to go out and hang out with friends, cool restaurants, great food, great food, nice nightlife, night and beautiful (laughs) homes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Talk about lifestyle. Yes. It has everything. Yeah. And it's just minutes from NASA and And, downtown. And I think that's one of the reasons this area obviously has grown so much um, over the past few decades is because NASA was uh, such a hot spot back in the 60s and people came here to work and then it's just continued to grow and we're you know we're within driving distance of the Houston Medical Center sure. uh, the um, petroleum industry and you know as we mentioned in you know our time last week the innovation innovative corridor mm-hmm. on down I45 where now that's expanding and to be kind of a second little I medical center I just think center. it's a cool town I just when I come here um, you know, I was introduced to Mayor Terry Gale by my um, other friend, Kelly Williams, the local singer. Hello, yes. Kelly. And um, it was just, you know, I was actually in this same building where we mm-hmm. in, where the studio is, but on the back side at the on the patio the patio. And it was so cool because I met some fantastic pe- people that afternoon. Um, you had a martini. You and those martinis. I know. Those, it's either martinis <laughs> or, or lots of wine. <laughs> and Kelly. I, I, you know, I got to hear Kelly, the um, amazing singer that she is. She's, she was um, the show that evening. So Kima's got it going on. Absolutely. So let's talk about today's show. We've, got the, we've covered the community of Kima. Uh, next week, we're going to focus on another community, but we wanted to give Kima the shout out today because it's our host city. That's great. Right? So later in the show, we're going to talk about Community Corner, but let's talk about, so you want to buy a home. You want your first which time. Is, which is very difficult around here right now. Oh Just my saying. gosh, yes. <laughs> so you've decided you want to stop renting and move your family in the American dream of owning a home ownership. So Michelle, I know you've got some things prepared, so we're going to take it from the top. So you want to buy a home. What happens in all of that? And I have some tips as well, but there's some fundamental things that needs to be done as you prepare Correct. to become a homeowner. I think a lot of people get excited, especially with all the platforms that are available now. You have HAR.com, which to me is really the primary place to go to if you're looking in our area. Why don't you tell listeners what HAR.com is? HAR.com is the multiple listing service 
for the Houston Association of Realtors, thus HAR.com. So you're going to see the MLS number. You're going to see the MLS number in there. You'll see the pictures, the photos of the homes. Uh, HAR.com also stands for homesandrentals.com because it's not just a listing location for homes that are for sale. It also features homes that are for rent. And so people love to look at homes. Two, three, four in the morning, they can't sleep, they get up, they look at homes. I have some of those. (laughs) (laughs) And that's one of the reasons, you know, Zillow and Homes.com and Realtor.com are all uh, growing so much and so popular as well. But where a listing starts and where an agent, a listing agent, enters that data about that home the first place is Mm har.com and from there then it syndicates or it's pushed out to those other sites so for me my go-to is har.com it's not those other sites so har.com is the repository of the mls that's it's the the, that's the birth of the mls that is our mls the other sites are not mls's they are simply advertising platforms and that Mm -hmm. is all they are they're Mm -hmm. nothing else you cannot get agent information out of there you can only see what that platform allows to be shown. Mm-hmm. Whereas a real estate professional that subscribes to the MLS data, we can see everything. As a member of HAR.com, we have all of that, plus some what I call back-end information that the uh, c- consumer on the front end does Correct. not see. Correct. Yeah. It's, not, it's not visible, but because of our membership we have the option to subscribe to that. Yeah. So it's different than being it's different than your board membership, but for advertising purposes and for the buyers, that's the important part is the MLS. Okay. And so people look and they want to go see homes and so they reach out to a realtor or they contact a real estate brokerage and say I'd like to go see homes and I want to see this this and this and they give you a price range and uh, number of rooms, size of the home, location. But what if that doesn't meet their financial profile? So we always encourage buyers before they set out to actually physically go see a home to reach out to a lender and get a pre-approval so that they, I mean, a pre-qualification so that they know exactly what those parameters are. You don't want somebody to go find a home that's you know, a Ferrari home and yet they can afford and they have a a Camry budget. (laughs) So I say you can't, you don't want to buy it. Look at champagne houses, you know, like Don Perignon when you have beer money and there's nothing wrong with beer money. I love, I love beer Mm -hmm. money. (laughs) You like martini money. No, I'm not a beer drinker, but I love beer money too. But that's really the best place to start. That way, everybody has a clear understanding of where to go from there. And a buyer doesn't get their hopes up for something that doesn't fit their financial financial budget. That's right. So so I'm going to step back a little further. So you said something that I think we need to explain. Why do I need to get and go through a realtor versus talking to someone in, in the virtual world of internet? As far as... Uh, when I begin my search, why would I want to go... In other words, what value does the realtor bring to me? Well, the, the, realtor, the, buyer? the realtor, first of all, is educated on the laws in the state of Texas, or they should be, and they should be following those laws. And a licensed salesperson or a licensed broker has gone through the training and has gone through the experience in most cases. I mean, we do have new licensed salespeople 
to understand what the process entails. And a licensed realtor in the state of Texas, when a buyer signs a buyer's representation agreement, then that agent is representing them and legally has that obligation and that fiduciary duty to help that buyer through confidentiality too. confidentiality. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so hiring a realtor does not cost generally does not cost a buyer. I mean, that can all be negotiated on the buyer side. Yep. But generally, um, it's a service that's provided and the realtor doesn't get paid until the buyer buys a home. My recent client just loves me. Every, I mean, <laughs> all your clients love you. I've met most from of the three-year-old <laughs> to the eighty-three-year-old. Yes, they invite me to their homes. That's right. I you, love it. We become friends with our clients. That's the beauty of real estate. Yes, you, it's a relationship. It's an ongoing, enduring relationship, and I, I, I treasure that. I think it's so important. And when you build that relationship, that is a proof of trust. People okay. do not remain friends with you as their realtor unless they've trusted you. That is correct. My guys, whatever it is, call Doreen. Yes. <laughs> no matter what it is, it can be. And my answer is, I, I'm, let me get that answer for you. And so I go get it. I love that piece because in the process as a newbie realtor, um, I still can't believe my I'm celebrating my one year. You know, it, that's so far, but... You know, it's it's an educating during COVID. During COVID, (laughs) yes, no kidding. It's 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 also a learning experience for me, the newbie, because you know I'm I'm a little sponge, and so when I have to go get the answer, it just sticks with me. Ah, I did that last Mm -hmm. year or something like that. But there's a couple of things, and something else you mentioned, and um, like us to talk about it. You mentioned. Um, pre-qual versus pre-approval. That is the number one key, I think. So mm-hmm. I'd like us to spend some time. The difference between a pre-qual and the pre-approval, but that's the one place, that's the starting point. After you've looked at HER.com and you have drooled over all the beautiful homes up there, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the next step is talk to your, find a lender. And um, at Real Living, the Hatmaker Group, we work with a number of lenders that uh, we call, you know, they're part of our affiliates or or, um, our circle of influence or whatever you want to call them, but they're the best of the best. Yes. And we're, we're very selective. Um, We don't refer specifically, but we do provide information. So our clients can interview each lender and find out which one works best Best for them them. because that's a relationship situation as well. It's not always just about the numbers there. This is true. Although that is very influential because each lender has different pricing and fees and ways that they handle things. We'll talk about that in another session. Absolutely. But today we're going to focus on, so I want to buy a house. So pre-approval, pre-qual. A pre-qual is? Simple. It's a quick, I did this on the internet, filled out a basic application, and based on the information I've put in to this application, a lender looks at that and says, oh, it looks like you're, you're, Pre-qualified. Correct. Pre-approval is a much deeper process. Where they actually pull credit. They actually go through and get more information and verify that information. Mm-hmm. So a pre-qual is great to have just to give you an idea of your your price range that you're able to afford mm-hmm. and helps you make a decision. You might be pre-qualified for a half million, but 
you just want to spend 200000 because there's you, that beer money again. <laughs> you don't want to be house rich and cash poor. So exactly. That is how that works. And, you know, some people even go ahead and get that before they start looking because they don't want to waste it's, their time. It's the looking. right place. It's, 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 it's efficient. Yes. It's the word it I'm is. looking for. Prequal does not mean you're pre approved. There is definitely a difference. Yes. And so I hear people say, Oh, I'm I'm pre-approved for this. Not if you have a pre-qualified. No, you're not. So let's. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I have this list of ten outrageous buyer beliefs that we should nick in the bud right away, and that's one of them. <laughs> okay. So a couple of things as you are getting ready to buy a house, there's some things to keep in mind, and I have. Eight things, as you go through your 10 things, that this came from one of our partners, Supreme Lending. And in the, pro, in the preparation of buying a home, don't apply for a new credit card. Oh, come on. I, I want to go, you know, buy that new fishing rod. Some new shoes. New shoes. Yeah, I know you're a shoe person. <laughs> You know, the shoes cost fifteen hundred dollars. That is one of the things people do not understand. You do not want to go get an, another credit card, card, nor do you want to use the credit on your cards that you currently have. Any Correct. available credit, you want to you want to make that ratio decrease. Decrease. You want to your utilization needs to be low. If and you're we'll talk about the debt to income ratio. That's right. Um, we're either going to talk about it lightly or in depth, depending on time. Don't buy a new car. Yes, that's another thing you don't want to go do right before closing or right in the beginning, either way, because they'll check you again right before you close. And if you've bought a car or as you just experienced, oh, had a client take out a loan, a personal loan right before closing, yep. it changes the game and it can, it can and a deal. Yes. And so the reason we're going through these eight things, because sometimes I don't think as realtors, we say it enough. Don't buy a car because you're going to be paying for that car along with your mortgage. The car is for 60 months. So you're taking away the lender seizes as you're taking funds away from paying for that mortgage. That's right. It okay. increases your debt level. Exactly. Don't go out and buy new furniture for the new house. We actually ah! had that happen. We actually had that happen. When when I first opened um, our real estate office, it was way back, 2000, I guess, seven, eight. We had a client that right before closing, no matter what we said, she didn't listen. And she did. She went and bought a whole house full of furniture. For the new house. For the new house. And then couldn't get the house. And the deal fell through the last minute. And of course, they don't take furniture back. Oh, my. Yes. Again, you're putting out money that the lender, who's risk averse anyway, is saying this is money you're taking away from paying my mortgage. Correct. And in this market. Or right, my loan in this case. And correct. In this market right now, lenders are tightening the requirements. Yes. They're raising the credit scores and they're they're actually even lowering mm -hmm. limits on people's cards because they have concerns about financial ability to repay these debts of based course. on COVID. So many people have lost their jobs. Exactly. And That's why we're going through this list this that's morning. Right. Number four, don't 
changed jobs. Oh, absolutely not. Hopefully it's not by force. Right. Don't, if you're in a job for three, five years, that is your collateral for that loan because the longevity of your J-O-B speaks volumes. That is a red flag to a lender if you change jobs while going through the loan process. Folks, you may hate your boss, but stick it. For <laughs> Just so you get those keys in, in, in your hand or wait a week until after. <laughs> then, then you can tell, tell him, him where to go. Uh, <laughs> because if you've only been on the job for 30 days, it, you know, it's a red flag. It is. And it, it impedes the process too. Well, unless uh, the only exception to that, which I actually learned yesterday because we had a lender at our sales meeting. Yes. Is if you've been a student going through school for the job that you have just been hired for, then they actually count that schooling. Yes. And yes, they do. That was explained very clearly. And uh, it was kind of interesting to hear that. So number five, and, and I had to look this one, don't close any of your credit accounts. Right. For example, if you have an account that is five years old, these are, we're talking about the things to do, not to do as you're preparing to buy a house. Mm -hmm. The length of that credit account is specifically if it's a good history. That's right. Helps you. It does. And if you close that account and let's say it's a $2,000 credit card or a $2,000 something, then that lowers your available credit, which makes your utilization go up. Correct. The percentages change. So you don't want to close, close your any good accounts. Yeah. You know, I've got a Wayfair card, which I know that's a dirty word. Me? That's a dirty word right now, but I don't, I don't really use it. I think I've used it twice over the past five years and they're closing the cards, Comenity is cl- not doing business with Wayfair in that respect any longer. And so I How have How do you no, get a Wayfair card? It's just, Never it was mind. one of those things for, the, it was actually, it was actually for the um, vacation rental side. You get a discount was, or something? It was easy. We, we, we had a corporate account. And so when we needed to buy furniture or things like that, that seemed uh. the logical place at the time. And like I said, I've used it twice in five years. Hmm. So... Uh, it, you, you don't want a card closed on your account, whether it's by the lender or even, you know, as a consumer, you yeah. just, it changes things for you. So we're I don't talking know how that's about the things not to do on your way to buying a house. Number six, don't spend your savings because you see some nice shoes. That's right. Keep you on want that saving. money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Keep it in the bank. And that helps your rate. Correct. Number seven, don't move money around without a paper trail. And Absolutely. this is a biggie. That's right. Because the you know, Uncle Sam is watching you, they, especially if you start moving over $10,000. Yes, that's, ma'am. That's, that's the threshold. Mm-hmm. Because they want to know that you're, what is it they say? The money is marinated? <laughs> Yes. yes, they want to know that this money come from legal source and from, you know, it's that's right. All of that. So that's don't right. start money moving money around. This one is a big one. It's the last one. Don't get behind on your payments. Absolutely. That's a big one. That's the that is probably the thing that 30% utilization that hurts your, you the mm-hmm. most. 
Pay your bills on time is what we're trying to say, folks. Absolutely. Put it on auto pay so it pays the minimum payment a few days before the payment is due. And then that way, you know, at least that minimum payment is in there. And then if you want to go pay extra or you can pay extra or your schedule allows you to go back in and pay throughout the course of the next billing cycle, then yes. You are so right. So I, um, last year before COVID and all of this, I spent, um, like a half a day talking to the credit expert It's one of our CE courses. And Uh of course, there was wine and cheese involved there. So you know, I had to be there. Um, You know, it's, hey, got it. (laughs) You've jumped right into the realtor thing, wine and cheese, Cheese. (laughs) martinis, wine, cheese. Anyway, it was wine and cheese. And so that was the number one key takeaway. Did you know that 30% if you pay your bills on time, in other words, when it's due, most people have bad credit scores in the five or six hundreds because of late payments. That's right. It's the one factor that can crumble mm-hmm. your and credit score. And a lot score. of times the money is there. Yes. It's not that the money's not there. It's just lack of you know responsibility and setting those things up yep. so that they pay automatically. Yep. And, and now it's so much easier than it used to be. Pay Everybody. your bills on time. If you do that, you increase your credit, the odds are you can increase, but the moment, and if you're late, like I did a couple years back, I had my day off by one day, I paid it, but you call the creditor, in this case, it was Bank of America. They'll work with you. Well, they, they don't report it until like the 31st day, like the if you pay it within the 30 day, mm-hmm. it's not reported. It's when it hits. And sometimes they'll even work with you. If you had a really good history yes. and, and you explain, I was in the hospital, I, Life this happens. happened, yeah. this, you know, but they see that you're generally a very responsible well, those are my person, eight things, and we're going to post these eight things on our Facebook page. It's called The Black and White of Real Estate, so that folks can see it along with our link. So you go. You know, I think as real estate professionals, especially if you're a buyer's rep, you hear all kinds of comments from your buyers that are mythical, <laughs> their understanding, they read it on the internet, they heard it from a friend, or these are just things that they really truly believe are true. So we're going to go through 10 outrageous buyer beliefs that agents should nip in the bud right away. And I know anybody Oh my gosh, and when she says nip in the bud, you can see the girl has an attitude. It's like <laughs> nip in the bud. <laughs> hey, you told me to be more animated. <laughs> so, Girl's got some so how many times as real estate professionals have we heard Hey, I have a brother, a sister, a cousin. They're in real estate. I'm just going to use the them. time. That's right. They'll help me. And how many times does that actually work out really well? Not zero. It's really, it, it creates, it could create a family situation. Yes. Which may not always be a pleasant family situation. Uh, if you're a buyer, you kind of expect that family member to maybe give you a little break and do it for less than what they would normally do it for someone else or hey you're my third cousin removed you should just do this for me and not take a commission give it to me off the the sales price of the house and split my commission well you can't even do that with an unlicensed that is correct that is a a no 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 so 
it's not necessarily the best move to consider in having representation when you're possibly turning over hundreds of thousands of dollars in responsibility to someone. Mm -hmm. So I know that there are times it works well, but generally that's just something to consider not doing. I had, I had uh, someone who said to me, I want to view somebody who's not in my church. That I was remember one. that one. That was one of your first clients. Yes, I too. wanted to someone. I thought that was cute. Yes. I thought that was really cute. And then after getting to know your buyer, just hearing about things, that was probably a very good choice yes. on his part. I don't want to use anyone in my church. <laughs> Go for it. So that was a good one. This is another one. People think that they will get a better deal on the house if they work directly with the listing agent instead of having their own buyer's representative and they also think they'll get a better deal if they go to a FISBO for sale by owner Mm -hmm. that that for sale by owner is going to cut them some slack because there's no commission to be paid so the way that I feel about that is that you really should have your own representation I think that a buyer needs that guidance that legal guidance if they're a savvy buyer and they've done this numerous times and they understand real estate laws Great. More power to them. I am always for people saving money. But it's 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 a risk of the quality and mm-hmm. it's a risk of legal uh, items that could come up. So I encourage people to hire a licensed real estate professional. But why would I not want somebody who is looking out for me? That's right. Because if you're representing both buyer and seller, there's a little bit of quandary there. It's something that uh, you have to be very very aware of. And then two, even if you don't have a buyer's representation agreement with a buyer and they still want to use you, it, we have a form that we provide called the information about brokerage services, and it explains what agency means. And so technically, if you get a buyer, Doreen, and they don't want to sign that buyer's rep agreement, according to that agency uh, information, you are technically a sub-agent of the seller. That's correct. And a lot of people, a lot of buyers don't understand that. That's why this show is called The Black and White of Real Estate. There's one of those black and white things. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> The other thing right now, which is absolutely not possible um, in any way, shape, or form, but generally it's not either, is people say that, well, if I look long enough, I'll find the perfect house. The perfect house doesn't exist, first of all. It's kind of like the perfect mate. You know, you love people, warts and all. When you love them, you just love them. I'm looking for the perfect husband. Oh, I'll have to remember that. (laughs) Boy, that's going to be a tall order there. <laughs> I'm looking for the perfect. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you're right. There's no perfect house. It's the house is just a building. I think sometimes we forget it's what's inside the house that provides the love and warmth Correct. and makes it a home. Well, I tell my clients all the time, you may have a checklist and this house right here may meet everything on your checklist, but when you walk in, it doesn't feel like home. Right. And so you have to walk in and it has to feel like home. Happy home. That's it. And you know, when you you don't want to dread coming home, it may be like I said it may have met your checklist. It has everything you want, but you come home and it just doesn't feel, feel right, right. Yeah. so don't buy the house yeah wait till yeah. you find the right place and you will feels find like it. home but if you wait long enough that's a that's a long haul and especially in today's market things are moving so oh fast boy yes homes are going under contract within hours and people are buying homes even sight unseen off the internet new construction because they want a home they just 
I had a, I had um, a home in, in our community, League City, that was went on the market one day, days on market one, and it had eight offers. Yes, that is what happens. And so that's the other reason you you can't say if I wait long enough, yeah. I'll find. Yeah. So find a home that feels like home. And then if you need to go in and do some things to make it your own with paint colors or change out flooring. I or, did that. Or just personalize it. That's yep. what it's all about anyway. And that makes you feel... Next myth. The home values online are probably more accurate than my local agent. Oh my God. That's, that's a no. big no-no. That yeah. is absolutely a myth. The... I'm not going to say the word. The... The... The schmistimit. <laughs> the schmistimit. <laughs> that's a new one. Is schmistimit. <laughs> is generally not accurate. That data is not the same data that we pull as agents to provide our clients to give them a good, solid number of where that it's house should be. It's a starting point. It's a starting it's point. A, it's a hook. It's, it's not a even hug. a starting point, Doreen. It is an advertising hook. You should see my co-host. She goes like, it's a hook. And she's got her hand on her hips. It is not a starting point. It's a hook. Let's call it what it is. You are so correct. Oh, this is another one. Oh, it's smarter to offer way below asking price for that house so that we can get where we really want to be. Not happening. Not in today's marketplace. Not in today's market. You better be prepared in many cases to offer higher than list. Yeah, that's what happened in the recent transaction or almost it was. And the house actually went almost $10,000 than ask. I honestly, I don't understand that. And that Mm -hmm. concerns me for the market, but that is what the market is driving. And we don't make those rules. No, the The consumer is the market and the consumer, the consumer sets bidding war. That's right. Next number myth. So sellers have to fix anything wrong with the house or compensate the buyer. Oh no. They don't have to do anything. The seller in this market is in the driver's seat. So it's really good to be prepared to play nice and try to come to a deal that is fair and equitable, the rotary, something that's fair to all concerned. Yes, I love that. Yes, and that's really what it should be. That's what my rotary club says. Is it fair fair to to all concerned? concerned? Yep, that's the rotary four-way test. The other one is if we have to bid full price to get the house... Then after we get it, we can always negotiate it down afterwards. You have a contract. Buyers think we've got the contract. Now we're in control to a certain extent. Yes. But remember, you've got to work through that option period. And then when that option period comes up and you're negotiating repairs or numbers, if the seller doesn't agree, then the seller doesn't agree. Exactly. So we'll talk about options next week and we go through all of the various um, next week, we're really going to get into the contract as what all those little word buzzwords mean. Oh, don't do that to me. Not. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Go on. So we can worry. We already discussed this. So we'll just breeze through this one. We can worry about getting a loan once we've found the perfect property. No. We've already said, no, 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 that's no. not true. The next part of that is all lenders are basically the same. That also is not, not true. true. So, rate, and you covered this one too. You already did all this. Rates are terrific right now, so we're going to go buy a car. <laughs> oh, no. no, you're not. No. 
No, we actually. So, Michelle, that's awesome because I think we this show is giving consumers what I what I would say is relevant information. It's real. And, and it's real. We keep it real, it's real, real, real. My granddaughter <laughs> says that. Would you keep it real, real, please? It's real because these things we see in our everyday lives. I just experienced, you know, something almost that took my transaction to a halt where my, my, my people went out and got um, a loan. Yes. Before it closed. And that was, that was a surprise because I think I was the one that accidentally kind of sort of found out about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so these are real things that happen. So we're going to bring you real, real information on yes. the show. We're going to bring on some partners on the show, but we're going to keep it real. So these are the things we're going to post the 10 myths as well as the 10 things not to do on your way to buy a house on our Facebook page, along with the link. And I have to be legal here. Those 10 myths I got from uh, Inman News. Inman is a great resource for realtors, and I have to give them credit. That's I, why I, she's my broker. I borrowed their information. So Inman right, News, thank That's you why she's for the <laughs> uh, allowing me to share this. And uh, yes, definitely. We'll, we'll put the link to that on the on the website on the Facebook page right Sorry. Greg we're not website yet he's like yes so Greg makes us sound good and Dougie makes us look good that's right <laughs> what a team I know it so we've got um we've got about four minutes and change to count down how fast does 45 minutes go so we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening in our community in our community corner so we give a shout out to our host city uh city of Kima City of Kima is part of nine cities in two counties that is within the Clear Lake Chamber of Commerce. Clear Lake Area Chamber of Commerce really covers yeah, a large that's a, a large yeah. area. They're busy, busy, busy. So, so I wanted to correct that because last week I thought that Kima had its own chamber, but I actually I did corrected too. that by look, going out and researching it. I did too. And I didn't thank realize you, Doug. they had merged. Yes. Um, My bad. Next, Chamber of Commerce, and we're putting these all in alphabetical order. We know how chambers are possessive. I love you all. Uh, Dickinson Chamber of Commerce, they are having a farmer's market September 12th. You can find information on Dickerson Chamber of Commerce. So all our healthy residents can yes. go get fresh local produce and exactly. food. Exactly. So that's still on. And you can have things like honey, baked goods, plants, eggs, meat, all of that. Every, all the vendors are local. Yes. The next chamber is Galveston Regional Chamber of Commerce. They have a pause-a-thon. Did I say that correct? They, yes, they were supposed to have the pause gala, which if you have never been to the oh pause gala, Oh my gosh, it I went last year. It was so good. It's amazing. It is so creative and fun. And of course, pet owners are just great people. Yes. But because of circumstances right now and not having the ability to have gatherings, they're going to do a pause-a-thon. And as we learn more about that, we'll be we're able to bring share it. that information. Yes, I love that. I love that organization. We have to take care of our little furry family members. That is brought to you by Galveston Regional Chamber of Commerce. Then League City Chamber of Commerce, League City Regional Chamber of Commerce, I should say, they're having the Patriot Awards Luncheon Wednesday, that's next Wednesday, September 16th, 1130 to 1. Mm -hmm. And that's at Hometowns Hero Park here in League City. Good deal. That's a great location. Mm -hmm. More information on their website. If you are a member... 
prospective members 35. So join the chamber, guys. That's yes, all they're saying. Yes, and if you want to join the chamber, give me a call. I'm on the board. It's a great chamber, and our board has And you get to meet us in so person. Hard. Yes. Yes, We'll be you there. Are. We'll yeah. be there. We'll be there. I'll be writing for it for my column. Good deal. I'll be with my camera. Then the next is uh, Texas City Chamber of Commerce. Love, love, love. I did um, um, a leadership. Young professionals. Yesterday, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, women in Business. This is presented by UTMB. It's uh, virtual. This is on Zoom. Um, Admission is $20. Free to members, $20 to non-members. So guys, membership has its, you know, its perks. Absolutely. They're going to be talking. UTMB would be the presenter there. And they'll be talking about healthy bones, healthy bodies. And oh dear, do we need it more than ever. The things that women should know. So those more information, call Lauren Perez at... Texas City Lamarck Chamber of Commerce. Good deal. I Sounds did like that. fun yes, times in Galveston yes. County. Yes. So those are all the community. If you have a community event, nonprofit, then please, t- you know, let us know on our Facebook page. We live. Uh, we're living. <laughs> that one too. You can that reach us too. that way. But the black and white of real, real estate. estate. Yes, and we will um, get the announcement out. Absolutely. Well, in I just closing, want to say it's been a great. Another great time with you. As always, we have fun. This is Michelle Hatmaker, broker, real estate broker with Real Living the Hatmaker Group. And we thank you for being the with us today. sassy one. Oh, hey, girl. <laughs> I had my juice this morning. Oh, my gosh. Two scoops, right? <laughs> yes. This is Doreen Hughes. I am a realtor, the newbie licensed realtor with Real Living the Hatmaker Group. And this month, I'm celebrating my one-year anniversary since receiving my license. And we are so happy that you're with us. We've enjoyed having you. See you next time, 10 a.m. Have a great weekend.